Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Back at it again with your boys. And today is another edition of everybody's favorite miniseries, Get Shit Done, where we talk about quotes pre-compiled by another company. <laughs> I don't I don't actually think this company sells this book anymore because I tried looking for it, but I don't know if they offer it anymore. It's good. So, so fortunate. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have it because it gives us material for the show. Not that we're unoriginal. Obviously, we do a lot of things that are very original. Like the Corona Bonus Pandemic Cast Quarantine Special. No one else was mm-hmm. doing that. So today's quote. I hope you guys enjoyed the last one. Mainly because it was a quote by Yoda. <laughs> so I know Star Wars I fans. <laughs> I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see this quote. My best entrepreneurial advice is to start. Dave Morin of Path. And I did not look up what Path is. So you guys can all do that yourselves. That's very straightforward. Start. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm not going to have a lot to say on this because I live this. <laughs> you, you, <know? laughs> you just start things. <laughs> Yeah, I'm real good at that. I'm real good at just being like, all right, fuck it, doing it. Like, What about finishing things? Nothing I do, I want to be finished. I want it to be going forever. <laughs> uh, this kind of goes along with... Uh, this literally just goes along with a lot of the things we already talk about. Like, once mm-hmm. again, how we started the podcast, we just had to start it. Mm-hmm. A little Start bit something. from the uh, a little bit from the last episode to get shit done can bleed over into this. You know the whole do. It's like yeah, yeah there is no really try. Just gotta do this. The, this quote is like do embodied. Like yeah, do not is not do not and try are just not in your frame of mind when you're thinking like this. Exactly. Yeah, it's very interesting because I like that. I like that he framed it entrepreneurial advice because mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur, yeah, you just have to start. It's not like yeah. you're a worker. Yeah, it's not, you, it's not really about starting. It's mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess getting a job, you're starting something. I mean, I, I don't know what you call that. I, I guess you're starting if you mm. like put in the effort to get a job. If your plan is to like climb a corporate ladder or something, then I guess you're starting when you get your foot in at a new company. You know, but but if you're trying to be a lifer, I like the uh, the the framing as well. You know, the whole you got to you got to just start and dive in because every second you waste is the opportunity like devaluing. Yeah, exactly. It's every second you wait on uh, kickstarting your uh, your idea is another second, another opportunity for someone else to do it before you. Yeah. Or, you know, to call back to another uh, another addition to this. You know, having meetings before starting. Mm-hmm. Don't have Stop meetings. Don't, that. Or just Stop you know talking about talking about starting. You know, there's a lot of people who talk about starting things, but then they never do it. Mm-hmm. The making moves in silence gang. That's what I call them. Except for the people who like announce they're making moves in silence, because then yeah, I just question. I just question what, <laughs> I, I just question what you're doing. <laughs> I'm making moves in silence. Don't worry about it. Okay, so you're, you're being just very loud chilling. about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about it, but you're throwing it in my face. Makes it seem like you're not actually doing anything. 
<laughs> that's just really funny how some people are like that i'm making the moves in silence mm-hmm. making these moves out here you don't even see me are you making moves then because if you're making moves i'm sure somebody would notice mm-hmm. you don't even see me that's because you're like at home just vibing <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's hilarious yeah i don't even talk about like <laughs> i'll vaguely mention things i'm doing but I can't really give too many details. I just put things out. Yeah, I'll discuss in detail with the people I trust. But generally speaking, I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'll let people know what I'm working on. You know, if somebody's like, hey, man, what have you been doing? I just been focusing on like the the podcast and, you know, getting the Twitch <laughs> thing started. That's what that's where I've been at. But I'm not going to be like, yo, I made X amount of uh, exact dollars off of this, you know, venture. Right. There's no fucking point. Yeah, no one needs to know those numbers. Discretion is important. You know, there's something interesting. Uh, I, th- I think I read somewhere they were talking about Ice Cube. I don't know if they were asking him if he'd ever want to be on like the Forbes list or something like that. But they made a point. It pointed out that no one knows his net worth because he just never reveals it. Oh, smart man. I Some people do that, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like there's no reason that there's really no reason to put out your net worth Mm-mm. unless you're trying to, unless you're trying to assert some status over people. Yep. That's probably plenty of celebrities who got banked that we don't even know about. They're just chilling. <laughs> like, yeah, I got money. How much? Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it. I'm just doing me. It's like, okay. All right. Yeah. I think it's also important to um, find other people who are, who want to be starters. Mm hmm. Because the more starters there are, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no, the, the more starters there are, the more projects get started, the more ventures are undertaken, you know, the more opportunities are created. I'm with it. Sometimes you, you got to start the starters, though. <laughs> yeah. If they don't start, you get you have their engine checked. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's their alternator. Then you use that caveman logic and you beat it a little bit and then you go, all right, start. And then for some reason, <laughs> just start, just start assaulting people and they might get the point. <laughs> so you imagine you're just walking around like, why won't you fucking work? <laughs> I want what's best for you. I don't want you to be an employee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it just goes to show that you know, some people aren't really fit to be entrepreneurs Mm-hmm. It's it's not for everybody. Some people don't have the capacity to actually handle things like that. I wish it was for everybody. I wish it was. But that goes along with conditioning mm-hmm. over generations of the majority being workers, mm-hmm. beating it into their kids' heads. Like, go to college, get a good job, retire, start a or no, start a family, then retire. You know, retire, then start a family. That'd be kind of weird. Like shit, that's my plan. (laughs) Trying to retire in my forties, then have a kid. (laughs) Like, Dad, why are you as old as my friend's grandpa? Because I was about this money. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's Uh, that? I helped you start a business while you were in high school. That's mm -hmm. exactly why I waited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's you know, and some people just inherently aren't about that life. Mm Hmm. Now, with whatever with however their brain works 
yeah some people do just want to keep shit simple and and to that i'm like i get i get it you know world needs ditch diggers but i still want better for those ditch diggers i don't know not di- I, I think it's like you put a put a time limit on it mm-hmm. i think if we had actual if there if there was more constant progression for workers or opportunities for workers you know, people would be doing better, but also there would be opportunities for later generations to have jobs. It's hard. It's hard for younger people to get jobs because all the old people took all the shitty jobs. <laughs> yeah. If the average fast food workers is like in their thirties or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I'm like, no, oh, leave that to the high schoolers. <laughs> and then, and then there's people who can't get jobs there because they're overqualified. That that I never understood. I don't understand why you would turn someone down because they're air quotes overqualified, you know, because they have the opportunity to leave. I guess. Yeah, I understand if you're just trying to, like, find that right cog that's just going to be there for a few years or forever. But I don't know. I feel like I'd want somebody to at least be a part of the team if they're overqualified, even if it's not for a long period of time. Because you never know that they could they could come in and present these other these all these crazy ideas that could you know improve the company from the inside because they have a different way of thinking about it. And that's the issue you run with companies because they don't want to change. Mm. But it's also you know the it's no secret the reason a lot of bad employees don't get fired is because they don't they they'll stay. Mm-hmm. People could be terrible, but they're likely to be kept. That's why you know um, there's that. Uh, the Joker, like a uh, Dark Knight Joker meme where it's like, oh, someone is, you know, slacks off all the time. It's fine. I take it easy for a little bit one day and everybody loses their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's like, I've seen it in so many places. It's like, okay. And, and, and the better employers are the ones who usually get treated the worst and like, you know, get a little bit more of the heavy handed uh, micromanagement. And it's like, yo, do you want me to leave? Because I can. <laughs> feels like it that is the ultimate power move though when you know you, that you don't need that place you start trying to get heavy handed and you're just like alright peace yeah you'd be like I'll go start something else mm-hmm. it's gotta start everybody's gotta start somewhere best part of it is you know you can keep starting yeah yeah, absolutely. You, like you start, you fail, you can start again. You start, you're successful, you can start another project. Like there's, you have limitless options available to you. Well, as, as limitless as you're able to think of. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, especially in the technology age, it's, it's it's limitless. And you don't know what you're going to, you know, you don't know what you'll stumble upon. You know, the guys who made Angry Birds, they had a bunch of failed games before that. And they were on, they were, they were ready to shut down. And then someone drew the angry bird and then they it became a hit. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, just so many, there's just so many ways people can start. I mean, start your feet pick only fans. For real. Start a Patreon. Start a podcast. Start Everybody should start a podcast. Start, start something. I, I cannot tell you. I mean, podcasting, not so much for myself lately, but... The, that's just because I'm not in the in a situation where I'm going to consume podcasts regularly. But like YouTube videos, I've been watching <laughs> loads of them lately, and they're not like uh, the big YouTube celebs. You know, I'm watching some random person's explanation of a mechanic in a game that I'm interested in, and this dude's got like maybe a thousand subscribers, and I'm like, yes, this is great video. 
subscribe, like, all that stuff. YouTube University is vast. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people just <laughs> like, where'd you learn all this stuff? YouTube. <laughs> For There's real. a video how to replace every car part and every model in existence on YouTube. I don't know if that's accurate, but I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Every part I needed to, to <laughs> every part I've needed to replace on my escape, dude. Every single one's on YouTube. By like the same three people. I'm like, how do you have the fucking time for this? Because I go through their videos and I see every make and model for like the past 20 years. You can you can just break down the car like a Lego set when you watch those videos. Like, yeah, how do you guys do this so so many videos in such a short amount of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are Definitely, you even a mechanic uh, at this point or just a teacher? Yeah. <laughs> or both. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, c- consumption can help you start. I mean, you'll you'll find you can get something out of anything that you consume. I mean, mm-hmm. listening to podcasts is what made me, you know, want to move forward with doing my own podcast. Mm-hmm. But then again, all those other podcasts give me plenty of things that I can take with me as well. Because it's not, you know, I don't listen to. I don't listen to a lot of the typical podcasts people listen to that are primarily for entertainment, like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm not one of those people who's just enamored with comedians. Cause I, you know, I know plenty of people who are just really into comedians and it's like, there's just nothing in it for me. Yeah. It's yeah. They're funny, but there's, there's really not anything I'm taking away from it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I typically like the material where it's like, you know, I get something out of it. I mean, and, and that stuff's not for everybody, but also I, I like listening to interviews. Those are always fun, especially when, you know, there's people who you'll see an interview and it's like you see them in a different light that you wouldn't have seen them in because, you know, you don't actually get the down to earth person. It's like seeing the Macaulay Culkin, uh, Joe Rogan episode. That dude is not at all what the media perceives him to be. <laughs> He's so under, down to earth and just normal. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of starting, I liked when I heard, uh, I forgot how many it was, but they, uh, Someone reported how many podcasts started during the pandemic, and it was like the hundreds of thousands. Hell yeah, brother. Like, yeah. I like to think we had something to do with that, even though no one knows us yet. <laughs> <laughs> we started it. <laughs> that was us. We were first. Now, I actually started listening. Uh, speaking of starting, you know, this is such starting is such a versatile topic mm-hmm. <laughs> that we could talk about anything. It doesn't even have to help people. So I started started making lunch one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, a podcast that happened. I don't know when it exactly started, but it's um, it's called uh, it's called Team Deacons, and it's a cinematographer Roger Deacons and his wife, and they're just talking about you know, like the first episode of how they got their start in film, and then they had another episode uh, I, I was listening to that was about location scouting, and it's just just talking about their experiences and like different things about the industry. And for those who know don't know who Roger Deacons is, he's a very famous cinematographer who's done a lot of really good movies. A um, couple recent ones. Uh, the was it 1917? That war movie? I think it's called 1917. And uh, he also did Blade Runner 2049. Love but, that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, I mean, he's and he's been around for decades, so he's he's done all sorts of stuff. <clears throat> he's actually a frequent collaborator of the Coen brothers and a uh, couple other people. I can't think of the top of my head. But yeah, it's it's really interesting to hear just their experiences and all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, I really like it when people tell their story. 
It's like, I've been yep. around forever. Here's how I did it. There's a lot of useful information in it. You learn a whole lot about them and their process. It's great. Yeah, or I just I like, like listening um, to people talk about something they're passionate about. Yeah, that's it always brings uh the, brings the it's, right it's, energy. It's always definitely yeah, the en- the energy is always there. I also like reading books that uh you know, kind of give details of how people started. Mm-hmm. Or just, you know, cuz I'm really big into um I'm really big into first films by directors. Cuz I'm always like how they get their start. What was the first what was one of the first things they did? And I, uh, one of my favorite books is uh, Rebel Without a Crew by Robert Rodriguez. And just seeing the story unfold of how he made El Mariachi and then just, you know, kind of exploded onto the Hollywood scene is just really inspiring because it just took for him to be like, I'm going to make a movie. And then he did it. <laughs> I mean, mind you, he had been making like small movies for like a decade as a kid because his... Uh, his dad had a pretty decent job and he came home one day with a VCR with a dual VHS deck. So you could record one onto the other. So it was one of those dubbing machines and it came with a camera. I think, I think Ooh. it had a, I think it was a camera that attached to it. So it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't a freestanding one, but he learned how to edit on that because he would do all the shots. He'd hit record on one machine, play back on the other. And then whenever he'd uh, need to make a cut, he'd hit pause load up the next scene, unpause as he's playing, and then he learned how to edit that way. So he was actually editing digitally before it was even like a popular thing. Nice. Trendsetter. Yeah, and, and just like see, it's like he took $7,000 and made a feature. Just He went down to Mexico, stayed with one of his friends, and they just shot a movie. And then, he, he, and then from there, you know, once that picked up, he blew up, and then he did things like Desperado and you know, he did uh, the faculty for anybody who likes that movie. If you're into those weird sci-fi <laughs> horror movies that like went under the radar, <laughs> man, I don't understand how that went under the radar. These kids were doing drugs to fight aliens. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah what he, kind he, of story is that? Aliens are invading. The only thing we can do is do drugs about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he, and then he goes to. Um, and then from there, and that's obviously just early in his career, he goes on to do Spy Kids, which obviously became a phenomena. Uh, mm-hmm. Sin City. Yeah, just all sorts of different things. And just just reading this book, because it's his journal. It's his journal. Like, he's telling, like, these are, it's not him recalling. It's, this is the journal. This is what happened at these moments. There's also another book I like called uh, Spike Lee's Gotta Have It. And it's the journal of when he made his first feature. And that one's really cool, too, because that one was more it doesn't have anything he didn't write during the production of it. So it's all before and after. But just to see what he went through to to make this movie, because it was really hard for him because, you know, he had to pull the money together and he pulled a decent amount of money, too. I think he pulled I think he was able to pull six figures together for this movie. But it was like by way of like like personal loans from like friends and family. He tried to sign up for a bunch of grants. He got turned away by a bunch of people like, you know, one, because it's not easy for a black filmmaker to make it, especially in the eighties, but you know, the Gets subject matter, the down payment on another loan. <laughs> yeah. And well, it was also the subject matter was really kind of risque for the time too. Cause it was about a woman named Nola darling. And she has three boyfriends that all know about each other. 
Yeah, it's wild. Or I don't know. I don't know if I call them boyfriends per se. But yeah, she has a, she, oh, three well, su- she has three she suitors. Three gentlemen callers. <laughs> yes, three gentlemen callers who all knew of each other. Oh man. It's yeah, it's really bizarre. It also it also does a uh, there's also a, a lesbian character which in there which is a, a very non-offensive approach too, which is mm-hmm. really impressive. Like a black man did a lesbian character right. <laughs> Or a white person probably would have done the most stereotypical things ever. They'd done like the hyper butch one or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Some played yeah, out fucking trope. Yeah, it's uh yeah, just reading that, just him, you know, just pulling it all together and having it work out. Cause you know, all of them had moments where they didn't know if it was gonna work out. And I just call nonsense on that because when you watch these movies, you just look at it like there's no way you're not gonna make it. You clearly have the talent. Mm-hmm. What? Like, you know, like this. All you have to do is start. Got to take that first step. Show that initiative. Always got to take the first step. I don't know. I'm just, I just can't wait to be able to do other things. You know, once, once I'm out of the day job and I can start other things like my movie career and other ventures, maybe more podcasts, lots of music, maybe take up something else. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta expand, diversify, man. Remember, diversify. <laughs> I like how all of our episodes just relate to one another these days. <laughs> well, I mean the the general theme is there. You know, it's just kind of like improving uh, your situation, and those those are all connected in some way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I like that. I wonder if, you know, I hope very soon we find out people are starting things as a result of listening to us. Like, was listening to the podcast the start of anything for anyone? I hope so. I want to hear about that. Man, your show inspired me to, yes. Now, do you want some (laughs) additional support? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see everybody come up. That's, that's my goal. That's my project or one of my projects. Everyone on the come up. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, oh, I guess this is a great question for your listeners. Like, have you started anything lately? Have you wanted to start anything? What are you waiting on starting that you have no real reason to wait on? Why aren't you starting it? What bad excuses are you using not to start? Mm-hmm. The oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow type thing. Uh, uh-uh. today is not a good day. No, every day is a good day. I mean, uh, you know, all the jokes about young people always wanting to die. If, at this point, do you really have anything to lose? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. If you're if you struggle with like suicidal depression or anything like that, you're like, oh man, I'm just kind of in a dark spot or whatever. Start some shit. What's the worst that happens? It goes nowhere, and you're still where you're at. You know, uh, yeah, or you know, best case scenario, it just works out, and your life is infinitely improved. Hmm. Ah, uh, I can't wait to. Yeah, I, I would like to do that though. Just you know, get to a point where we can establish other people. Hmm. Be big enough it's just to just so be easy. like, bow, put them on the map. Love stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like you know, say so it's it's about not about what you know, it's about who you know. Well, if you know us, you might have an opportunity in the future. That's like the one thing I always took away from like rap music 
is that uh, there's always somebody who's like, man, I blew up and then I brought the whole crew up type shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't like this song that much, but I, I love where you're coming from. <laughs> I, I, I like where your head's at. Just not a big fan of the song. Honestly. You know, and, and that's in the, and that a lot of that comes with having like a solid foundation of being a part of like some sort of crew or whatever. You know, people who were with you before all of it, who are going to be still be there after. That's one thing you should definitely start. Start hyping up the crew so that they're out here starting shit as well. Yeah, I mean, that was a little hard for a while when we were all locked down. I don't know. What does anybody say? Has anybody started anything during COVID? Aside from the thousands of podcasts that started, I want to know if people, you know, because there's a lot of people who like just actually took up things. Mm-hmm. I've seen people like reinvest themselves in their artwork. You know, I've seen people jump on the uh, making the masks thing. I've seen people taking the time to like educate themselves. But I want to see, uh, I want to see somebody start up, you know? Oh man, I started this business. What do you do? Oh, we do such and such, or we make whatever product. I want to see some of that. Yeah, that's yeah. I I would definitely like to hear that. If anybody's done that, let us know. Mm-hmm. We, we might interview you. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> and everybody knows. <laughs> wonder what the count for how many OnlyFans started during this whole pandemic. That's Google worthy because that's that's good. <laughs> that's probably a fucking lot. <laughs> uh, or the Patreons, how many Patreons started? Mm-hmm. You know, I like formats like that. Like, I was never really down with crowdfunding mm-hmm. because you're paying for something you'll eventually get. Treating treating public as equities just does not sit right with me. Mm-hmm. It was also kind of nonsense when celebrities were starting to use it. Yeah, like I, the, I, I never mean, you know, you know, that. <laughs> you could just make anything and sell it, and people will buy it based on who you are alone. Like you, you need to go fund me for this. Yeah, but that goes along with the thing, you know the inter- you know <laughs> the financial side of any industry tells you don't put down your own money. It's too much of mm-hmm. a risk. <clears throat> And that's where you have to remember, oh, well, if you don't, then you don't have much ownership. Right. Yeah, that's why I like, you know, you you turn it into like, oh, you're a subscription service. (laughs) You're getting something automatically like you like by default, you have something or it's like, you know, if you sign up for some subscribe to someone's uh, Twitch stream. Speaking of which, what have you started recently? Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I have officially launched my uh my Twitch stream. Uh for those who haven't seen yet. For those who haven't seen yet. Uh <laughs> I you can find me on Twitch as Brodobird. Uh the one and only Brodobird, except no substitutions. <laughs> except on Instagram where there's thousands of them. Oh, fuck everybody <laughs> named Brody. <laughs> Why Brodobird? We're not Brody Bird. Honestly, like I've had I've had Brodobirds for like more than a decade and like all these people i'm seeing are or had their accounts for like less than three years i'm like why in the fuck (laughs) jack in my style i swear to god i got that shit from kimba the white lion now leave me alone Uh, wait really huh i I mean 
I saw, I didn't know it was Kimba the White Lion at the time, but I saw a, a picture of Dodo Birds that were called Brodo oh. Birds, but they had a space in between it. I don't put the space in it. Oh, okay. And I was like, what the fuck are those? They're called Brodo Birds. Okay. <laughs> Kimba, Kimba the White Lion, you mean OG Lion King? Hell yeah. <laughs> the one thing I, Disney will never admit to. Or at least I think it was Kimba the White Lion. It was a really old animation, but. Brodo Bird. That's right. Yeah, no, why not from. Brody so, yeah. or Brody Birdie? Honestly. Yeah, all these Brodies are like Brodo Bird. <laughs> Rude ass. So funny. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy them out or some shit. <laughs> Find the one that's got the Brodo Bird that I want with the space and be like, yo, 100 bucks, delete your account. <laughs> oh, could you do Brodo underscore Bird? Yeah, but I, I, just don't, I feel like that's worse to like say. I mean, I'll do it. Probably, but like, or under or underscore Brodo at, Bird. You can find me at Brodo underscore Bird. It's like, come on, <laughs> or underscore Brodo Bird. Yeah, I'll probably just do that underscore Brodo Bird. Yeah, because if if someone doesn't have it with the underscore before, mm-hmm. then you're all game. Actually, you know, I, I'm gonna check that right now. Watch somebody have it already. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, so I started that, and like, I haven't developed a schedule yet because I literally started it a couple days ago. But you know, all my friends are supporting me, so I'm I'm hopeful for the perspective the uh, prospective future in that endeavor. Hopefully, that grows and can start generating a following, so I can start on other projects as well. Yeah, I just basically needed to hit critical mass where it grows on its own. Then I'm like, all right, I can continue to doing this because it takes up a couple hours of my day while I'm doing something else. Yeah, I mean, I it's. I don't need to be up there like Tyler One. I just need to have something. You need to <laughs> get some subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> you get people to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know, um, after many false starts and doing the things that I want to do, I think when I started being boutique Paul, that's really what kind of kicked it off. Like there wasn't too much activity in the beginning, but now where I'm at now, a year later. And that's really the, you know, it got even further pushed by starting the podcast because I didn't have any, I had no excuse not to be a personality at this point because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I have to promote the podcast somehow. That's not just the podcast. Let's do these. I can, you know, parallel avenues that I can promote on each platform. Mm-hmm. And that's actually gotten, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a massive following. I think I only have like 120 something followers. 128 followers in a year, but I didn't really get like really active in posting until like the probably the past six months. Honestly. If that. If that. That and you spent uh, the time learning the algorithm. So now, I mean, growth should increase. I mean, and it's not even like I'm trying to figure out because the algorithms. When I was listening to faking notes the other day, Drew was talking about how the algorithm changed to how it originally was and it changed when Facebook bought them mm-hmm. and it kind of made some things harder, but just trying to navigate the space. It's like, I, I haven't quite mastered it yet. It's like, I'm just trying to figure out like I'm, I'm observing everybody else and what they're doing. Like, okay, these people have thousands of followers and everybody's very transparent about it. They're like, Hey, if you want to grow your audience, do this, this, and this. So it's really about, um, honestly, the biggest advice I can give to anybody. It's about content. Just pop out the mm. content. It's like, oh man, it'd be nice if I could do put out the content. Oh, how do you have so many followers? Put out content. 
that's that's everyone i've been talking to about growing the twitch stream they're like yo honestly like there's there's a couple people i've been talking to in forums and they're like i really didn't do anything like i didn't i didn't uh pay for like advertising i didn't do too too much crazy networking he was like i legit was just making videos or i was streaming every day for hours at a time and people just found their way to him based on like the games he was playing and whatnot and i'm like yeah all right that's and hopefully you know i think uh yeah and then eventually it's like they're bound to tell somebody Mm -hmm. i mean and and that's that's the thing i think needs to be reinforced is sharing Mm -hmm. because i've noticed there isn't really a lot of that in general unless you can find the right people to do it Mm. i find it interesting like you know your friend or family only share to a certain extent. At least that I've noticed. Like, I've seen people share, but, you know, I, I often, you look at it like, are you doing the best that you can to support? Not to say anybody isn't being supportive, but, you know, I, I always kind of wonder, like, like with the people I'm fans of, I'm like, am I doing enough to support them? Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's how I looked at it as... That's how I looked at it. That was my rationale when uh, anytime I bring up like lavish media designs, you know, when as soon as I found out that my boy Eric and his brother were out here making merch and making and making everything out of their their media platform, their media website, I should say. I was like, every opportunity I have to bring them up in cop- in conversation, I'm going to like I have we'll no ne- reason. We'll never not, not to. bring them up on here for real. So they make like, our oh, cool man. merch. Oh, bro, you like cars? car meets out here in holland all the time oh man you want clothes bro i got the hookup <laughs> custom the anything? same people who do oh, the car yeah. shows <laughs> sticker slaps peepers yep my boy's got it covered love that should i get high on that honestly <laughs> you know i like being able to throw that around like i got the connect for you and it's these guys right over here <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm I don't ask for jack shit. I'm not trying to be a middleman. I just like being able to do that. Like, hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. Just tell all your friends. That's that's how it works. You know, it's the genuine fans are the ones who don't need compensation. Like what you offer is already the compensation. They just want to help you like get to where you want to be. For real. So I think it's about that time. We can probably call it. So I guess a little, little challenge for the listeners. Start something. Doesn't matter what it is. For real. Oh, and by Start the way, something. Eric and John, if you're listening, I still got a stack of your cards in my wallet and I do hand them out. <laughs> I've got cards somewhere. Right <laughs> There's one right there on your floor behind you. I'm sure one of the Wait, cats really? knocked it. Th- yeah, like turn around. It's right there. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> so oh, you, you see that right there. You're like, yeah. oh, see, there's one right there. Nice, nice, crispy, clear camera. Every, I, I strategically put that there mm-hmm. <laughs> for no one to see. Mm-hmm. Hiding in plain sight. Well, that's another edition of Get Shit Done. Yeah. Hopefully we got Another some shit episode. done for you today. Change the way you think, maybe. I, I feel like we're, we we always get something done when we record a pod. It's like an accomplishment. What'd you do? I did a pod. I got it done. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I don't know what the next episode will be because I don't know what order this is going to go in because I have a few episodes that still haven't been dropped yet. So, Remember, yeah. non-linear. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace.